right, what's up, H-Town? Another Houston Holla episode here coming at you from Joey's house and Lance's truck. Lance is on the road again. It's Tuesday. Lance on the road Tuesdays. And today we're going to be bringing you guys a lot of Houston Astros. And guess what? We are on our way to New York. We will be playing the Yankees for the first time since Jose Altuve hit the walk-off in the ALCS in 2019. Brought you a little flip at the beginning there. I don't know if you guys saw that circulating video of uh, Lil Flip's game over. Jose Altuve hitting the walk-off. I had to throw it in there at the beginning, man. What's going on, Lance? How you doing today? I'm pretty good. I was going to ask you, what were you doing during that home run? Where were you? What was going on? Were you at the wing? Oh, no, dude, I took that day off of work. I was sitting on my couch uh, in my living room. I I made my kids go in their bedroom. I made my wife and the baby go in our bedroom. I had my freaking rally cap on, and, dude, I was on my couch just nervous, freaking wreck, dude, and I jumped up and screamed and threw my hat. It was crazy, man. I'll never forget where I was. I remember that baseball game being very entertaining. Um, I was actually at Lucky's Pub downtown, right across the highway from the stadium. Okay. So, you know, that popular hangout, Lucky's and Little Woodrow's and all that down there by what's now the Dynamo Stadium. I don't know the name of it. Is it Amogee Bank Stadium? Uh, I don't know. BBVA. And by the way, rest... Oh, B- oh wrong bank. BBVA. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Rest in Sorry peace, to all Lucky's my banking Pub. customers out there. <laughs> rest in peace, Lucky's Pub. Man, that was a <clears throat> very nerve-wracking game. I remember we went up. Uh, by, I believe, two runs. And I think DJ LeMahieu hit an oppo field home run in like the seventh or eighth inning to tie the game. And, and my heart sank. Uh, I might be wrong about LeMahieu. I do believe that's who it was, though, because I remember that's why I hate that guy. Um, but yeah, man, it was a great game. Crazy game. I'll never forget it. All right. So coming in to today, both teams, Yankees and Astros, have the best records in baseball since April 21st at 8-3. and three. And, of course, we know before that the Astros went on a terrible 1-9 game skid, won 1 out of 10. But uh, their pitching is coming around, and their bats have woken back up, man, and they're just playing good baseball right now. But also are the Yankees. They started the season with their worst record in 30 years, man, and now they are the hottest team in baseball. And I expect this series to be very – very, very intense, even though Yankees are only allowing like 300 people in their stadium or something, man. I do believe their fans are going to give it to us the best way possible. And actually, this morning, I saw Miles Straw, of all people, make a tweet saying, let them boo us. We're ready. Bring it on. We can't wait. Miles Straw, of all people, man. So that's got to get you a little pumped up that your terrible center fielder is the one starting the crap. Well, there's no way on God's green earth that there's only going to be 300 people inside Yankee Stadium. Oh, yeah. I like, was, I'm going to guess it'll be 25% capacity unless I'm just that naive. Uh, I do believe they're doing how it's still stretching coast to coast. They're doing 20%, so they should have around 10,000 people in there. I was just talking. Right, right. So it'll be loud and obnoxious, just like walking down the streets of New York City. Uh, you started out this podcast saying we are on our way to New York. You mean the Astros. You and I are not going to New York, so wanted to clear up that fact so nobody gets confused. You did not buy me a Spirit Airlines ticket front row seat to go to New York. Dude, I will never ever fly Spirit Airlines again. The first I've time, made that. First I've time I flew Spirit. To Newark Airport. Yeah, man. First time I flew Spirit, I was like, man, $38 round trip ticket. I'm all about it. Yeah, no, never again. 
It's like sitting on a bad carnival ride seat for two straight hours. It's terrible. Like straight chain link seat belt and everything. Uh, <laughs> see, they get you with the $39 tickets because they don't tell you you're paying $300 for each bag to get on the plane. All right. So there we go. Two potential sponsors out. We've pissed off BBVA Compass Bank. And we pissed off Spirit Airlines. Let's see who else we can trash <laughs> on the way through the rest of this podcast. So all I want to know and all I care about, look, I told a couple of my buddies, maybe I'll meet up with y'all if I get time off to come watch the Astros tonight. Yeah. Like I say, it's a fun series, but I mentioned it last week. If they're not playing twice in the regular season at two different times, I really don't care. But, yeah, there's a little bit of appeal to it. I guess I, real, I did not realize that it's actually at Yankee Stadium. But number two – is Garrett Cole going to pitch against the Astros? And what night will he pitch against the Astros? Uh, Garrett Cole is pitching against the Astros, and I do believe that's tomorrow. I believe it's going to be a McCullers versus Cole matchup. Yes, sir. Ooh, ooh. So a true ace versus a paid ace. Yeah, I lied. It's going to be Thursday, by the way. It's Lance McCullers versus Garrett Cole Thursday Still, night. Still, same matchup. Oh, yeah. So it's Thursday. It could be a rubber match game. Uh, dude, uh, it's it's gonna be interesting. Lance is gonna have to be on his game because we all know Garrett Cole is gonna be. And we need, we need. I'm hoping at best for one and two in this series. Let's just win one game in New York, man. Because you know, I, I know the Yankees started off this season bad, but they are the Yankees. Let's be real. There's too much talent on that roster for them to not come around, and they are coming around right now. And I just want to win one so bad. The last time we were in New York, the last time the Astros were in New York. Uh, we were getting beer bottles and bags of peanuts and beer cans thrown at the outfield. I, I believe a beer bottle hit Josh Reddick last time we were there, man. And I do expect there to be some pretty hostile energy in the first 45 days of the season. But hey, a couple weeks ago, Lance, this is what you said you wanted. You said you wanted an early season Astros-Yankees matchup, and that's what it would take for you to watch May baseball. Well, here it is. I'm not going to lie to you. I watched a little bit of May baseball this week. I can't lie. I probably watched a total of four innings on my MLB app. Um, and, yeah, if I could find the Astros game, I might watch it. Um, I guess <laughs> if they're out of town, they will be on the MLB app, correct? Yeah, that's another shot at you, MLB app. We appreciate you blacking out our local games. Boom. Three sponsors down. See how we can keep this count going. Oh, man. No. Yeah. <laughs> I did that one on purpose there. So, yeah, no, it might show, it might pique my interest a little bit. This depends on, you know, how much I'm doing between now and Thursday. Cinco de Mayo might be a drag. I might have to take a nap time, yeah. 8 o'clock, early bedtime on Thursday. I'm not but actually going to catch six innings with Garrett Cole, you know? Yeah, I'll be watching the games tomorrow on Thursday. I'm not going to be able to watch a game tonight. I am playing ball myself. Hopefully, what I don't want is for me to walk off the field in the second inning and see uh, Yankees six, Astros zero. So we'll see what happens, man. But as, yeah, that'd be kind of depressing, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, like I said, I do expect a hostile environment, so I hope they are ready. Probably going to be the worst that we've seen this year. It's going to feel a little bit like playoff baseball. I have a feeling, man. So we'll see what happens, you know. But hey, like Reggie Jackson, <laughs> like. The famous Reggie Jackson once said, who now works for the Houston Astros front office, by the way, Yankees fans. Fans don't boo nobodies, baby. So here we come. Right. They don't boo nobodies. You got to have that chip on your shoulder. You got to have people coming after you at all times. Yeah, I don't know if the Astros still have that coming at them, but I guess the Yankees fans will prove otherwise. 
Did they get treated bad in Oakland beginning of the year? I don't even know. Yeah, the honestly. first season in Oakland was pretty rough, man. Uh, probably the worst that they've seen this year. Los Angeles was pretty bad, but Oakland, Oakland was worse for sure. All right, so uh, the Yankees' bats have definitely come around. They started off really, really bad, but their pitching and their bats have come around. Astros hitting is coming around. And Yuli Gurriel right now is probably the best hitter in baseball that nobody is talking about. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm super excited. Our one through six, Jose Altuve's teetering the 300 line, but our one through six are all hitting above 300. Then of course we get to the bottom three of the lineup where they're hitting like 120 collectively or something like that. So it's going to be interesting, man. What I do know is there's going to be a lot of balls put in play in this series. I don't expect a lot of pop outs. I expect a lot of line drives and grounders, or at least people making contact. The Astros are actually the best team in the league in strikeout percentage at 19.1. And I did see an interesting stat. It's pretty good. They used to have the high strikeout numbers a yeah, couple right, years ago. Right now they're Which, the best. I mean, we're in a Springer, so Springer's gone. He either hits dingers or strikes out. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, right now they are the best team in baseball. The league average right now is 25.3 strikeout percentage. The That's the largest strikeout percentage in MLB history since 1968, man. So we got to go back, what, 53 years to find that. And interestingly enough, I, I – I do believe it's because of this new shift, this new exaggerated shift that we see. You know, you have second baseman playing 200 feet off the plate in in right field, completely robbing these guys of what would have been. Oh, yeah. You know, for sure. What would have been line drive hits five years ago? Uh, I don't have a problem with the shift. A lot of people do. I like it. In my opinion, uh, it's just a way that coaches found to get smarter managers found to get smarter and it's just an evolution of the game. It's a shame that they're going to ban the shift this season or next season, because I actually enjoy it. I do believe the new role is going to be shortstop can't play past the bag and infielders have to stay in the dirt. So I don't expect to see any more second baseman playing right field next season, you know, so we'll see what happens there. The Yankees though are the seventh best team in baseball at strikeout percentage. Interesting, interestingly enough at 22.9%. Considering they have a guy named John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge who break the MLB strikeout record like four or five years in a row now. It's absolutely ridiculous, man. So <clears throat> we'll see what happens there. I do expect a lot of balls to be in play. And I believe tonight we've got a Zach Grinky versus Domingo Herman matchup. Zach Grinky is uh, Domingo Herman. Who? Yeah, exactly. 4.0 4.05 ERA, 1 and 3 record, but Zach Grinky Oh isn't. man, he's going to give up he's going to give up 6 runs. Dude, he's really good. He's better than his record. And Zach Grinky is not throwing his best baseball right now, so he's going to have to be on his game. Zach Grinky is starting to look like Father Time is catching up with him. Oh, I'm going to make the dumbest comparison ever. You talked about the shift in baseball. Yeah. Cuz I saw one the other night. Uh Matt Carpenter had a pitch hit for the Cardinals against the Pirates. I mean, he smokes a ball under the first baseman's glove. Yeah. Base hit, right? But no, the shift is on, and the right fielder is playing on the warning track, and the second baseman is playing shallow right field. And the second baseman just swallowed it up, threw him out at first, whatever. So I'm seeing it now, even at the Little League level. I went to a Little League game. Our buddy Cutter Brewer, his stepson, rocking the Astros jersey, plays a little center, plays a little third base. But these little league teams, these kids are like eight, nine, ten years old. They don't play straight up positions anymore. They have 
okay, the kids don't have a lot of power to put it on outfield every time, but yeah, they literally cool. have a third baseman on the line, a left fielder standing in the hole at shortstop, and the shortstop's lined up on the dirt and the grass right behind the pitcher. There's literally three infielders on the left side. Unless a big kid comes up that might be able to crank a pop fly 100 feet, right? Then they put the left fielder back a little bit. It's just unbelievable how now coaches, and I'm not ripping on any of these coaches, but they have all this baseball experience, and they've been doing the ship now for 10 years or so for certain players. Now it's the, the analytics of it. It's ruining the game. And it's also ruining the opportunity for younger kids to taste a little bit of experience. I'm telling you, this, this little league game was two to one and the pitching was okay. And the hitting wasn't that great, but there's like four or five hits that would have gotten through the infield if there weren't eight infielders <laughs> inside, you know, the second base bag, you know what I'm saying? So baseball getting rid of the shift or, you know, saying that somebody can't be so many feet, or so many, you know, players loaded up on one half of the symmetry of the field. That's that's a rule that needs to be placed, and it's equal. And I'm going to compare this, and maybe I'll sound stupid, but it's equal to offsides on football and offside on soccer. You can't just put somebody in the corner, kick a soccer ball 80 yards from a goal kick, and the guy picks the ball up and goes and scores a goal one-on-one with the goalie. Same thing here. You can't just load up an infield with four guys between second and third base and knowing a guy's going to pull a ball from pitching him inside, that you're going to get him out 90% of the time. It's just not fair. And, and, and you might say not fair is not worth it, but at the same time, all these young kids are adopting this, and the coaches in the Little League are adopting this style of play as the big leagues and the colleges and the high schools start using it as well. And by not spreading out the field, more kids are getting out. And now we're going to have to applaud and give ribbons to kids, not just for playing, but for putting a bat to the ball and getting out at first base. You see what I'm saying? It's just overall just not a good thing for the game of baseball with well, all the shifts. So I, I disagree with you there. Maybe at the little league level it's different, but let's let's talk MLB or minor league baseball right now. Francisco Lindor just signed a $340 million contract, and he's blaming his 160 batting average on the shift. He he did that publicly. And so let's think about this. You, you're making $34 million a year, and you don't know how to hit oppo. I'm sorry. How about this? How about professional baseball players learn how to hit the holes? Hey, if you okay. got if you've got four people between first and second base, right side completely open, why don't you hit oppo, dude? I mean, you're you're making thirty four million dollars a year and you don't know how to hit an oppo shot and you wanna come out public you wanna come out publicly and blame the shift for your shitty batting average? No, I don't buy it, dude. I don't like that. I'm sorry. But he's getting paid three hundred and forty million dollars like all the best hitters do to spray the field, okay? I'm going to pitch you on the inner half of the plate because I can do that because I'm a major league pitcher and I can locate my fastball and I can locate my slider. I'm going to jam you inside all day so that I'm forcing you to pull the ball. The only option he has is to literally step outside of the box right before the pitch, get out of his routine, and try to hit the ball the opposite way because he has more space between him and where the pitch is being delivered. You can't just hit oppo on a 98-mile-an-hour fastball belt high is coming in on you. Typically, you're just going to ground it back to the pitcher or you're going to swing under it and just pop it out to the third baseman. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's different at the major league level, which is why I, I think he has a bit of a complaint. But at the same time, if he just lines that ball over the first baseman's head, right, on the perfect shot, he'll still get a double every time. You know, down the line, place the ball. 
So I agree with what you're saying. Learn how to hit it. But at the same time, he got paid because he's spraying the ball all over the field. And now he doesn't even get a chance because he sees everything from the inner half of the plate all the way into his thighs, you know? It, it can be done because uh, the Astros lost that last game in the Rays series because Kevin Kiermeyer, I believe, is a lefty. And they loaded the first and second baseline. They had Altuve in the outfield, Correa playing second base, and Yuli playing first, all right there spread out 10 feet from each other. Kevin Kiermeyer, a lefty, hit the oppo gap three at-bats in a row. I, I think he had four RBIs out of their five runs in that game. Yeah, because he, maybe, maybe, he, maybe he choked up and just shot the ball opposite way. Well, it's not impossible to do. He's a professional baseball player. If you don't know how to hit oppo yeah. or hit the holes in the field at this level, man, I just don't know what you're doing, dude. And I like Francisco Lindor. I do think he's going to come around, but I did not agree with him coming out publicly and blaming his 160 batting average on the shift. But they're talking about getting rid of it next season, so we'll see what happens with that. I mean, do you want to see the starter of baseball go one for four and hit a game-winning double and three strikeouts, or do you want to see him go zero for four and bitch about it? What do you want to see with baseball? What does baseball need? What is the marketing capability of baseball if everybody's allowed to put seven guys on one side of the field? That's what I'm looking at overall. You can say you can say adapt all you want, right? But I think overall for the game of baseball, people are going to hate it, and we're teaching the kids the wrong way. They're going to see it on TV. What if they stop listening to their coaches and start overloading infields when they're 12 years old, right? Kids have a mind of their own. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, it's, a far, it's a far stretch, but it's a trickle-down effect, you know? Yeah, lefties have their worst batting average so far through the first month and a half of a season right now in MLB <laughs> history. Crazy. In MLB history. In 150 years of baseball, and they seem to be blaming the shift because of it, which has just become more and more and more exaggerated over the last few years. The shift in baseball has always been a thing, but we've never seen it this exaggerated. And to me, right. it's just it's just the evolution of the game. I don't think they should mess with it. I think guys should just learn how to hit. I mean, you got you got people loaded up on one side, hit to the other side, or bunt. Bunting is not a part of the game anymore because of analytics. And I like analytics. I like the I like the direction that it's taking the game. And analytics are the reason we see this exaggerated shift. You know, it's just I, just learn how to hit oppo, dude. I mean, yeah, no. And a second part of that is coaches, you know, are going to have to learn how to coach against the shift as well. Yeah. Learn how to learn how to manage against the shift. But, you know, I always say, or you can just just be Michael Brantley and throw a butt down the third base line when everybody's shifting on him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I get it. There are, there are a select few guys that can hit oppo when they need to. You just don't see it a lot anymore. You see, yeah. you see the right side of the field loaded up with half the team and guys still trying to punch it through. And I, I just don't get it. Yeah. I'm going to tell you who can't hit oppo, you know, obviously your boy Lindor right there. Right. Obviously. And, you know, <laughs> I'm going to predict uh, George Springer probably can't hit oppo because he swings out of his shoes every time a ball comes down the plate. Um, you know, the the judges and the Altuve's and the John Carlos Stanton's and the Correa's of the world, they can actually hit off of. Yeah, Correa you know, drops Bregman, Oppo Bregman bombs. can hit off of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Carlos drops um, Oppo bombs. I feel like every time Kyle, he hits a ball, Oppo, it's gone. Tucker probably can't hit Oppo. He can't he can't even pull the ball. <laughs> right now, man, he he has the ugliest swing, dude, I think I've ever seen. I, I just don't know. He he throws and swings the same way. It's all back. Both of his arms straight out. 
if you watch his swing in slow motion, his elbow never bends. He starts back. It's like a golf swing, arm straight, follow through, arm straight. His elbow never bends, and it's all back. His back has to hurt after the game, man. Maybe he's trying out for the 2022 Masters. Who knows? Yeah, I, I have absolutely no idea, man. I, I, I'll tell you what. I, got, can, I, I saw the other day before we did our podcast, I saw that Tucker got a hit. He did, and I like the kid, and I'm just talking crap. I feel like I won the golden ticket, Willy Wonka. Yeah, you know, so I, I put it I put it this way for somebody the other day when they were complaining about Miles Straw, who's actually not hitting that bad right now. He's actually uh, come around the last few days. I, I believe he's got like a 230 batting average compared to Tucker's 170 or something, so Miles Straw isn't hitting that bad. But think about it this way. The best hitter in the world any given season – fails seven out of 10 times at the plate. And that's the best hitter in the world. So baseball is a game of failure, man. And you just have to let these guys come around. You know, if they're hitting 250, they're going to fail seven, eight out of 10 times. And you you just got to let them come around. You got to let them do their thing. You can't live and die on every at bat. And it's going to happen, man. And right now, both teams are swinging the bat. And I'm super excited about this series, dude. I feel, I don't know why. I guess it's just because it's the Yankees, but I got a little bit of a playoff vibe myself sitting here. I'm super pumped up for this, man. Playoffs? Playoffs? Yeah, buddy, it's the Yankees, man. So it's going to give me that vibe. I just like beating the Yankees. Mm, How's their bullpen compared to the Astros' bullpen? Uh, honestly, dude, I have no idea. Uh, I have not. Exactly. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what their back nine innings are going to look like versus your back nine innings. What's it going to look like seven through nine in all three of these games? I know they lost, I know they lost, uh, Severino who was huge for them out of their bullpen. I do do believe him. They still have Chad Green, who is a monster. I know they still have Chapman who is just Chapman. One of the scariest people to ever step on the mound. So right there between Chad Green and Aroldis Chapman, I'm going to say they've got more talent than our entire bullpen. Hmm. All right. That's a bold statement. All right. So this, this Sounds is... Sounds like to me it's going to be a bunch of runs scored. This is, my, this is my prediction. We go one and two in the Yankees series, which I'm okay with. I just want to beat them one time. And, you know, I do believe it'll be tomorrow. Garcia versus Montgomery. This Montgomery cat's got a... Uh, 4.89 ERA and he's one and two and Garcia isn't much better. He's 0 and three uh, with a 2.7 ERA. And it's a shame that his record is what it is because every game he's come into, he has pitched great and he's had one bad inning and he hasn't gotten any run support. So let's give Garcia some run support tomorrow. Let's get him the first dub on his record and let's win a game in New York. May the fourth be with you. Two <laughs> thirty six PM. Yankees are sweeping. Lance Edwards is calling it. Man. Did y'all I'm not even trying to be I'm not even trying even to be a villain, that. but You know what though? What? You know what? I, I felt the same way, but I had to give us one. This is a Houston Hollow no, podcast. I, mean, I had to give us one game. No, no, no. You got you know, you're the skeptical one, and I'm just the look, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be awful in the stands. I mean, it's going to take some major, major league tune out to ignore what those fans are going to give that baseball team. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of sad when you think about it. You think of everything the country's been through, and it's like everybody, you know, has this uh, uh, this other respect for each other now. It's like 
you know, did you think a year ago that people would actually be wearing masks and not complaining about it a hundred percent of the time? People still complain. Some people still don't wear masks, but everybody I feel like has gotten off the whole thing about wear your mask or why are you not wearing a mask? Or I wear a mask. People get done with that and people do appreciate all the medical workers and everything that New York went through with their huge surge and all the deaths and and then, you know, Houston had their own surge as well. And, like, we were sending nurses and doctors over there. Then they were sending nurses and doctors over here. And, like, the world, our country was a great, great place, right? And it still is right now as you and I discussed this. But then when the umpire yells, play ball, and the first pitch is thrown, those people are going to be such assholes. <laughs> Well, they're you from New York, saying? so I mean. <laughs> I know, I know, I know it's the whole New York Minute thing, but it's just amazing. I, you know, it's a 180 flip of the switch. Hey, look, I feel dude. like maybe, hey, I we, feel like New York, hasn't, New York hasn't had this opportunity to show and display this much assholery until right now. It's been building up. They've been holding it in since they lost to the Astros. For two and years. And then they had to hold it in because they didn't get to play the Astros because of COVID. And now it's like, okay, we can get 10,000 people in the stadium. Give them hell, boys. Now you're getting it. Now you're understanding why I said playoff five. That's just what it's going to be there tonight, man. It's going to be very hostile, and the Astros want to win. And it's going to be tough. And you just got a little, like, way too political for me, dude. But uh, it's baseball. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying you would think it could be a nice little series, handshakes and high fives and hugs, right? Like, Houston – Houston and New York, man. Like, okay, hey, we survived. We survived and we're all surviving and sports is great, but it won't be. New York's just going to just display their disgusting for the next 72 hours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you know, we, we. I'm not afraid about offending anybody from New York. Are you afraid about offending anybody from New York? Absolutely not. We've even got Hell a few. No. We've even got a few listeners in New York, according to our GPS locations from our episodes. <laughs> so, shout out to you guys up there that are listening to us. I've got quite a few buddies from New York. Actually, I've got three buddies on my softball team that are from New York. All from Brooklyn. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, hopefully, they don't work for BBVA Compass Bank. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, no, they don't. You know, so man, I'm just so excited for this. I wish I could sit at home and watch this tonight, dude. Well, yeah. Well, it's your choice. You're going out to play softball instead of watch baseball. Uh, no, I'm going to be streaming it in the dugout for sure. Uh, and, and there's going to be a few Yankees caps in my dugout, man. So you know, I gotta, I gotta let the the crap talk run for a while. You know, we ha- we did knock them out of the playoffs three times in the last five years, and so they've got some right. They've got they've got the right to be a little hostile towards us. Uh, you know, one of those yeah, years. Yeah, but the, the best, the best, the best player in all of those series is now in a Yankees uniform. Most definitely, Garrett Cole, of course. Not all, not all of those series, but uh, arguably at least top top two. Yeah, I mean top two players out of all those series. He was one of the top two. Yeah, you know for sure. And he hasn't faced the Astros since the trade, so I expect him to go out there and light us up, man. He's still Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole (laughs) is still Garrett Cole, and he's going to light us up. And I just, it is what it is. That's the most. That's the most non-fan thing you ever said about the Astros. I'm proud of you. You're coming around. Nah, I'm still a realist, man. All right. I'm still a realist. <laughs> Garrett Cole's going to smoke us. All right, H-Town. All, all right. right. So as the high school playoffs rev up, 
We're trying to get some coaches and players on our podcast. So tune in on Thursday or check back in Thursday and Friday. We might have a special for y'all going into the weekend. We'll announce that on our Facebook page, Joey. Yeah, super excited. We've got some softball playoffs coming up this week. We've got Santa Fe versus Fulcher on Friday. You know we love to follow our Santa Fe girls out there. Shout out to them. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun week. All right. Well, that's all I got this week, man. I got to get back to work. Somebody's got to pay the bills around here. <laughs> all right, guys. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Houston Holla, Twitter at Holla Houston, HoustonHolla.Buzzsprout.com. Lance, thanks for getting to us from your truck, man. Good luck with work today. Houston, hugs and high fives, as always. See you later, guys. Holla, yeah. Houston. Peace out. Yep.